headquarters. Which way to the train station? I had a whole trip planned for us. Hey, who's ticklish, huh? Here comes the tickle monster. Hey, Bing Bong, look at this. Oh, here's a fun game. You point to the train station and we all go there. Won't that be fun? Come on, let's go to the train station. I'm sorry they took your rocket. They took something that you loved. It's gone. Forever. Sadness. Don't make him feel worse. Sorry. It's all I had left of Riley. I bet you and Riley had great adventures. Oh, they were wonderful. Once we flew back in time, we had breakfast twice that day. Sadness! It sounds amazing. I bet Riley liked it. Oh, she did. We were best friends. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay now. Come on, the train station is this way. How did you do that? I don't know. I, he was sad, so I listened to what. Hey, there's the train. Welcome to episode 14 of the What I Love About Pixar podcast. In each episode, we talk about something I love from Pixar. Could be a particular character, scene, or an actual film. Today's episode is going to be talking about a scene from Inside Out, where sadness comforts Bing Bong. And there's a lot to do about this scene. As I feel, when you watch it back, it's in all those classic scenes where you watch it the first time, you think, oh, it's a nice little scene. But then when you watch it back, you then realise... Oh, there were a couple of hidden meanings in there, and one in particular. But let's have you, give you a quick description of the scene. So in this scene, after his wagon ends up in the memory dump, Bing Bong starts to feel sad at the loss of his most prized possession. Following this, sadness starts to comfort him. And it's a really big scene for the, to help establish sadness's role and then the importance of her in Ryan's mind. But we'll get on to that a plenty more when we start talking about what about sadness comforting Bing Bong.
Okay, so we're ready to start talking about what I love about this scene. And for those of you who, when you first saw this film and first met Bing Bong, if you thought he was a bit of a comedy slapstick character, this will help change your mind about that. Because it's Bing Bong having to deal with losing his most treasured possession, which of course is wagon, which um, when Riley was an imaginary friend, that's what Bing Bong was to Riley, um, they would talk about going to the moon and how Bing Bong would take Riley in his rocket, which would be the wagon being powered on by song energy. Um, it just makes you hate those workers even more in the mem in long-term memory. Those workers, they look like bu bugs you just want to squash. Not only do they annoy us with that Triple Dent Gums commercial. No, I'm not going to sing it. No, I'm like anger. Did I ask that commercial? No, we didn't. Um, they don't really seem to care much about what, what memory should stay, what memory should go. And particularly with the wagon, you know, it's hard scene to watch because the wagon is there with all these other bits of dump that these workers they pick up and Bing Bong straight away points out <gasps> he's realised his wagon's about to get dumped he's running towards it running towards it, like no it's it's still got a lot of life left to it you know and he starts to sing his song and you can see the wagon starting up but it's just not enough energy and unfortunately the wagon ends in the dump and we just see Bing Bong oh it's a powerful line. He says, Riley can't be done with me. Oh, that hits you in the gut. Because at this stage, Bing Bong doesn't realise that Riley sort of has really um, forgot about him. You know, we, she's all grown up. Um, she's about 11 during the time this is going on. Um, so... And over those years, she would have grown up and not really bothered playing with Magic Friends anymore. And yet, it's still a miracle that Bing Bong is still roaming around in long-term memory. And, you know, it's amazing to see how much he has not realised of what's been going on. Whereas if he's in headquarters, he would be able to understand what's going on because he would be able to see what the emotions have seen through Riley's thoughts and processes. Um... It's so, but that line is so, it so hits you in the gut and it makes you feel for Bing Bong. Whether you love him or you hate him, you have to feel for him at that moment. Because it's like, it's like his whole world has now just crumbled right before his eyes. He's just lost. The only thing, as he sort of puts it, the only thing left that reminds him of Riley. And those adventures they had when he was Riley's mostly friend and about to the moon. And now Bing Bong, because he thinks that's an actual possibility. You know, one day me and Riley are going to go into the moon, in the wag rocket, um, which is what he describes the wagon as. Um, be quite an interesting moon journey that I'd love to see get get captured on film. <laughs> Bing Bong and Riley in the wagon. Ooh, let's see how that goes. Probably will be more successful than some of the other. Um, rockets that have tried to fly from NASA. Um, but I need to highlight how each of the three characters play their part in bringing out the emotion of the scene. Bing Bong for you know, the sadness and the grief of losing his most precious possession. Um, sadness will go, go, go on to a minute. But let's talk about joy. Now, I will pick this up more and go into more depth with this in her cat episode, which will be coming very, very, very soon. 
And throughout the film, Joy, I just find her really, really irritating. But that's not because I don't like her. I love all five of those emotions deeply. And it would be very hard if you to ask me to pick one of them as my favourite. I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, even though I find Joy quite annoying throughout the film, I wouldn't be able to do it because I understand why she's the way she is. The way Joy is, is it's kind of portrayed how in everyday life, we expect you, people expect you to be Joy. And that is to be happy, you know, be carefree, always look on the bright side, never think too long of the downness. And... As much as I would love to be like Joy all the time, it is just simply not possible. You know, we need those mixture of the other four. And Joy does show respect to, obviously, fear, anger, disgust. She may not get along with them quite well. Um, but she does show respect to them and obviously acknowledges their, their place. But it's sadness that she has the trouble of, you know, working and getting along with. And I do feel throughout the film, sadness is alienated by Joy. Um, but that's not because Joy's being mean and nasty, it's because Joy has been designed as what people expect you to be all the time. And I'm sorry, that is just not possible. We need anger, we need fear, we need disgust, and we need sadness. Have I missed any of those four out? Fear, sadness, anger, disgust. You can go back and listen, but if I've missed any of them out, you know, get, let me know. Because um, they're all deeply important and I love them completely and we'll talk about more another time. Um, but Joy, she behaves like a, and excuse my rude, but she behaves like a royal ass. Bing Bong is sat there, you know, he's literally down the dumps. He's just lost the most pre- treasured possession. And all Joy can think about is, where's that train? You know, the train being mong, can you tell me where the station is? I'm like, Joy, hello? Did you did you not see what just happened? What were you doing when the wagon went to the memory dump? Were you looking sort of over the, over there, over that way? What were you doing, Joy? Can you not see how upset he is? And she, she's just like, no, which way's the train? And she sort of tries to, you know, get Bing Bong out of the dump through, I don't know her own way but so at first she's like you know go bing bong yeah, yeah, yeah. you point it bing bong yeah you point it will follow and she even tries tickling him and I'd be like if that was me in Bing Bong's place and this weird happy ray of sunshine tried to come and tickle me I'd punch him in the face now, I know that sounds rude, I'm sorry at all, but it's just, can you not see that Bing Bong is feeling sad, Joy? I mean, I know that's probably something that you don't understand, but clearly you don't, because you spend the majority of the film alienating sadness and making her, you know, stand in a corner or stand in a circle and just stay in a circle, drawn by chalk. That's what you do to sadness. It's like, because there are times in our life where we're feeling sadness. I know I definitely feel this sometimes, where we feel sadness, but we just don't know what it is that makes us feel sad. Obviously, in this case, we do know what, why you've been feeling sad, but there are times where you can feel like you're sad and you don't know what it is. And if someone 
tried to cook to me when I was being sad and I was just trying to process it and just, you know, try and compose myself. I wouldn't want somebody like Joy to come over and try and get me to be all giddy, happy, happy, joy, joy. Because I was there not trying to punch me in the face. It's like, no. Being wrong is being, not just being sadness, but he's also feeling grief. Because as he says in his own words, that wagon was his connection to Riley. It was the only thing that he had left that reminded her of rightly. And unfortunately, that has now gone into the memory dump. And it's not coming back. Uh, and Joy is just being a total pain in the backside. Because all she's kept thinking about is, how am I going to get back to HQ? I mean, that is basically what she just thinks of. As soon as the, she and Stanton get, you know, lost and in long-term memory. That's all she's focused on. She doesn't thing to process that bing bong is being read out and needs that little time. So eventually of course Joy just gives up thank, um, you know, moves away, thank God. And then here comes Sadness centre stage and she comes and sits down with Bing Bong and starts striking up a conversation with Bing Bong and you know, says things like oh, they they um they took away what's something special to you. Be more like, yeah, it's really hard to lose when you um, lose something that reminds you of someone you really love. And being like, oh, it really is. I mean, we were best friends. And this is so, oh, it's so sad. And it's so gut-wrenching. And unfortunately, Joy, at the, at the beginning of it, stopped wrecks it by sadness. Don't make it worse. I'm, I just literally go, shut up, Joy! Shut up! Okay? At least he's trying. You didn't try at all. You just wanted to know what the bloody train was. Excuse my rude. I think, oh, I think we can get away with, with a bloody, can we? We could get, probably get away with that. Um, but, no. But seriously, Joy, please, go away. The, the, the grown-ups are talking. Because I do feel in this, in this scene, Joy, the roles reversed. It's now Joy being the spoiled brat and Sadness being the... Um, responsible parent and being the shoulder to cry on and you know sad as a bit you know being born they have this little chat they are talking about how you know being born's being really down about losing losing his wagon and how precious it is to him and sadness is just you know being accompanying him you know even gets being more to remember about being with riley and it's just oh it's so an amazing scene and you know Bing Bong in the end of it, he is a hope of a cry, which is sad, but also a little bit hilarious at the same time because he cries candy. And I know, um, and obviously he's hugging Sadness while he's crying. And then it's like, after that, it's like, okay, I'm fine now. And, you know, he then tells his old son and, and then, oh, there's a train station. And then they found the train station. And, oh, it's just brilliant. Because that shows sadness, you know, getting to shine. You know, she spent most of the, up to this point, she spent the film either being told to, you know, step, not touch the console or go and stand in the corner and corner and don't touch anything. And this is sadness getting her child to shine. And even Joy is stunned. And she even says to sadness, how are you, how are you able to do that? Um... And Sadness like, I don't know, I mean, he was feeling sad, and I was just, you know, talking to him. 
which is brilliant. And this is brilliant because it gives us, the viewers, the chance to see Sadness at, do what she does. Um, but also for Joy, um, even though it's actually a little tiny bit than what I originally thought, I thought there was actually more to it, but actually, it's actually took that tiny little bit. She even realises, well, actually, maybe Sadness does have a role to play after all. And maybe it's me who's been stopping Sadness from being achieving her full potential. And we're like, uh, duh. But of course, there's still a long way to go before Joy gets to that point in the film, and it is going to be hard. And it's a hard road for Joy, and she eventually realises it. Um, but those are 38 episodes. So that's what one part of the scene. Now, there is another thing to the scene that you don't realise when you first watch it. But when you watch the scene back a little bit, that you then realise, oh, I didn't realise this. And that is the foreshadowing. Now, what's been the beauty of doing, this, of doing this podcast, and I've said it quite a few times now, I'm going to say it again, is, you know, watching some of these films back, and he- which obviously helps me to come up with ideas for scene episodes, um, but also over time, there are, there are times where, oh my God, I didn't realise in that scene, <gasps> it was foreshadow- foreshadowing what was coming up. And we've had it with Edna's No Capes monologue, which obviously... In the end, saw Syndrome get killed by his own cape. And with this scene, it's the wagon. Now, we've been learned that anything that goes in the memory dump eventually will fade away and obviously Ryder will forget about it altogether. Now, later on in the film, by Act Joy and Bing Bong both end up in the memory dump. And unfortunately, this ultimately leads to Bing Bong's death. Now, before we get to the bit, you know, there's this other little bit about Joy realising, finally realising that, you know, about sadness, and finally realises where she's gone wrong. Beanbox's a little bit devastating, like, she's like, well, we're stuck here, there's no way out. And then Joy spots the wagon, and that's, of course, is what they use to make their escape. Um, well, try to make their escape, because the first time around, it doesn't work, and... Whether or not, like me, you realise why it doesn't work. We know why. It's cause, obviously because of Bing Bong. Uh, and then the second attempt, obviously, not work. And obviously the third it does. But that's obviously because obviously Bing Bong, on the third attempt, he's jumped out. And, you know, it obviously leads up to his death. But, it's a brilliant... But the sadness, the serious sadness coming to Bing Bong, it's a brilliant foreshadowing. Because you forget... That the, the, that the wagon is, uh, is in the dump because it's a brief little pause in the action and then we pick up the action and we're all fast-paced with all the other stuff going on so like Anger about to put that idea in Riley's head join Sanders with Bing Bong they are trying to get back to HQ they, they make quite a few different pit stops along the way a couple of the other islands you know disintegrate there's a lot of action that goes on between this this little scene and the moment where Joy and Bing Bong end up in the dump. So you, you will not be mistaken for forgetting that this actually did happen. And Bing Bong's wagon did end up in the dump. Uh, but it's only when Joy, when they're in the dump, spots it. And, and that's when the, <gasps> the wagon's going to be the key to escape. But it also foreshadows the unfortunate death of 
Bing Bong. I mean, it's more like a sacrifice because obviously Bing Bong's the one who actually realizes in this what's ha what is preventing them from getting out the dump, and it's him. And obviously, on the third attempt, he makes that big jump, which ultimately seals his fate. And unfortunately, it's a very sad scene as we talked about in the previous episode. He happens to go back, obviously, get tissues if you're prone to being very emotional, like I was about it. Um, it's just so hard that scene, but we wouldn't have realized that the wagon was going to be key if it wasn't for this little scene of standards company bing bong. And that sets the f up what happens eventually as the key to bing bong meeting his unfortunate death. But I do love how this scene gives sadness the opportunity to shine and be sad. Like I said, Joy practically alienates her throughout the majority of the film up to the point where they get lost. And it's like, oh... Even she was said at the beginning when she's trying to measures and here's sadness. We don't really know what, she, what she's there for or what to do with her. But yeah, she's cool, she's cool, she's there. Sadness. But really, that's to me, that's saying, well, Joy, you're clearly not in, interested in sadness or what she does and just wants to keep her away from doing anything, anything that could be helpful, which is actually suppressing Riley from any true sadness because sadness has not been there to be able to, you know, help Riley get through those moments as we see in the end of the film um, and this tiny little scene helps us the viewers see what sadness is capable of when she's given the opportunity to you know to help out in times of sadness and for Joy it's that tiny little realisation of well actually maybe there is something in maybe sadness does have a use after all and I've just not realised it but unfortunately even though Joy's a raw pain in this scene, it still takes her a very long while to get to the point of realisation where actually I've been wrong and I actually should not have been treating Sadness the way I've been treating her. And obviously ends up leading Sadness to obviously fix everything. And obviously she has what ends up saying the day. Which we'll also talk about in another episode. But I just love how in this scene you can see the mental health aspects of it, of Joy being the raw pain, but that's not because she's being a raw pain on purpose, it's because of her emotion is supposed to make us all be happy all the time and be jolly, even if life's really going to get down. And unfortunately, that's not ideal. That is unfortunately not the way we can live our lives. I know, I know. I would love to be Joy all the time, I really would, but unfortunately, no, I am a mixture of all five emotions, and I am proud to admit that. Um, but unfortunately for Joy, in this scene, she doesn't realise she's actually putting her foot in it and making it worse, because she doesn't realise, you know, I'm actually not helping here, and I'm just being a right more nuisance, and if this was not a dick kids film, or a family film... You could not blame us for what hearing Bing Bong telling Joy to go and stick it. But of course, it's a family film, so obviously, no, we can't. And we eventually have, she has to realise, actually, no, I need to take a step back. Which then allows Sadness to come in, centre stage, do her bit, help Bing Bong, you know, deal with what he's feeling and lets it out. And is able to then carry on being his normal self. And it's great because it shows that, you know, the shift between Bing Bong being sad about the wagon and him now being back to the public is a quite, is like a flip of switch. He's only able to do that because he 
because he's had help from Santa. Santa was able to help him, you know, let out his feelings about it and just let out all that sadness. Whereas if that just happened quickly without sadness doing, being involved, I would have major questions on that issue, on that scene there. But because sadness plays a role first, it makes that switch from being born from being sad to go back to happy more believable and more realistic. Okay, it's just, that's all I think we'll go around and leave it there. It's such an amazing scene, it's such an emotional scene, and it's so gut-wrenching. But what I love the most about it is how sadness gets to be centre stage and actually show us what she's capable of. Oh, this is brilliant sadness. Well, thank you very much for listening, folks, as always. Until next time, my friends, this has been What I Love About Sadness, Comforts Bing Bong. <laughs>